Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Adam Hogsall. You know what? We're feeling better because today we, in fact, have Purple Pride. The Purple Pride Podcast is back. The Purple Pride Podcast is back. It's here to stay, hopefully, as the Minnesota Vikings get their first win of the year. What was the final score? 31-23? 31-23. 31-23 at Houston. And it got a little tight at the very end of the game as uh, I thought that... Uh, uh, what's the Will Fuller? Will Fuller. I thought Will Fuller caught that ball. Um, to me, that's a catch in football. If that happened in a high school football game, would they have called that a touchdown or not? They call it a touchdown live. Yeah. Um, and you can make an argument for that, but like you always say, when you slow anything down in sports to like a millisecond and you see the ball change angles. Yeah. In that time frame, it's almost so unrealistic that. Yeah, they're like, the ball moved in this one one hundredth of a second, you know, like, to me it's a little crazy. Dude, what's really weird though is like, there was kind of like, everyone was kind of cool with the call. You didn't really see too many people like going wild after the game, like disputing the call. I think it was because they were happy that they could finally get rid of Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Because that looked like a team that had given up on their coach. Yeah. And their GM. Really? He's the head coach and GM. They, yep. So yep. they had given up on the head coach and GM, Bill O'Brien, and he did, in fact. If you're the owner of a sports team, stop making head coaches also your fucking GM. It really complicates everything. And it's just, it's a big enough job just to run a team uh, right. as a coach and then also be in charge of all personnel. There are two jobs that are too big for any person on their own, and then you're going to do them both at the same time. It just doesn't really work. And so. we know to be a good head coach, it's all about what? It's all about fucking delegating. Surrounding yourself with good people and delegating. Surrounding yourself with people who are good at the things you are not good at. And so Bill O'Brien obviously didn't do that, and Bill O'Brien is gone. But that's okay, because the Purple get their first win of the year. And boy, oh boy, uh, did their big three-headed monster on offense show up again. Adam Thielen, um, who is currently the number one receiver against um, single coverage in the entire NFL. What did he have? He had eight for 114 and a touchdown. Oh, just a huge game from Thielen. Then you had uh, Justin Jefferson um, tearing it up again. He had four for 103 and uh, a couple huge catches. He's, I think, leading the league in yards per route run, um, which is a crazy stat. It's amazing. He's ahead by some distance. So he is a big play threat. And I think that's something that even the Vikings are probably surprised by, just how much of a big play threat he is. And... uh, Finally, you had um, Delvin Cook, who absolutely went off for 130 and two touchdowns. Um, his second game uh, of at least 130 yards in a row. This guy is becoming one of the premier players in the whole league. Um, that group is going to keep us in every game. Yeah, that group is. It's pretty shocking that we're one and three. I think had we had that preseason when we got Jefferson acclimated earlier. Um, the dude's really only played serious minutes in two games now. And we've seen what he's done in those two games. Um, but week one, he barely played. Week two, he played a little bit more, but still not a lot. But with that three-headed monster, man, this offense is looking sharp. The only thing that I'm still a little bit concerned about is uh, the health of that offensive line. Mm-hmm. Getting those guys back. Drew Samia has been a complete disaster. He's not. He might not even be an NFL player. No, so um, if Elfline can't get back and healthy, um, are you are you surprised you're saying that, dude? I'm <laughs> if if we had this chat, 
if we go back and look at our first podcast before the season here, I still don't like Pat offline, but compared to Drew Samia, it's like Tom Brady versus Gus Ferrat. It's not even close. Okay, so I think a couple of pieces about the offensive line that are interesting. Um, one, how thankful are we that we got Riley Reef back? Yep. Um, two, uh, Bradbury is going to be an absolute superstar at center. Like, I think that in two years, he's going to be the best center in football. Yeah. He is, like a lot of other great centers, had an awful first year. For some reason, centers come into the NFL, like, kind of weak, it sounds like, historically. Um, that they're not quite strong enough. They're really mobile. They're really smart. Um, and this that was obviously Bradbury's case. He's really upped his um, play strength, it sounds like. And he has become, like, a top 10 center in football. And he's only getting better. Um, and then my other big piece of this is um, Ezra Cleveland. Yep. Where the hell is he? Yeah, he needs to be... The fact that he can't beat out um, Samia as a guard, uh, or, or that he couldn't play tackle and move Reef in to play guard, or literally anything else, is kind of shocking for a second-round pick. Yeah. Like, that's a little worrying to me. All right, moving to the defensives. Oh, we should talk about Cousins. What were Cousins' numbers on the day? He was 16-22, 260, one touchdown... No interceptions. He did take three sacks. QBR of 68.4 on the day. He was fine. Yeah, I I mean, here's my thing with Cousins. Um, His stats have never been great because we really want to run the ball. And Cook always has really beautiful stats when Cousins doesn't. Um, But here's the thing. If you are having receivers who are ranked number one and two on pro football focus, Jefferson one and uh, and, Cook, uh, deal in two. You obviously are doing something right at quarterback. So um, we have to give Kirk his due as well. Uh, and then finally on defense, um, it's a ragtag bunch out there. Um, but I will say uh, Ngakwe, the guy we traded for, is starting to heat up. He's got three sacks, is it? Four sacks? They went back and looked at the tape and actually gave him credit for one more sack in the last game. So he had two official sacks last week. So four sacks in four games. That is looking like a pretty good signing at this point. And, I mean, working with Andre Patterson and being in that defense, he's only going to get better. He's still a young man. He's only 25 years old. So, uh, Ngakwe trade is actually looking pretty decent for them. Yeah. be fun to see if how he did across from Hunter. Um, oh, Denebal, though. Where is he? Where the fuck is he? I thought he He's was, a missing person. I thought he was going to be a big piece of this defense, and he's a nothing. Yeah. He's like a, a replacement-level player. Um, so, that kind of sucks. Uh, uh, interior D-line still a problem. I just read today, Shamar Stefan is the third to last ranked PFF defensive tackle in football right now. We knew. He is who we thought he was. Yeah, so ragtag group. Um, fun to see kind of the growth and development of some of these young corners. I thought Gladney played better. Cam Dantzler back. Didn't really notice him. That's a good thing. Holton Hill, fine. Hopefully improving. So... Yeah, and hey, not to mention, dude, losing fucking Harrison Smith early in that second quarter, man. Yeah. That was a huge blow. It's kind of a game-changing thing. I kind of thought that was going to be the reason we lost the game. Yeah. Actually, I was like, oh, now you have, um, oh, God, what's that guy's George name? Iloka. George Iloka. George Iloka came into the game. Journeyman, been on our team multiple times. He a came Mike in. Zimmer guy, though, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, he's like he's like Black Sandejo yeah. is who he really so, is. So... What did you think about the Harrison Smith hit? Was that an ejection looking back on that, or are we upset and we thought that it was a little... I thought it was an absolute, for sure, 15-yard penalty. It was a personal foul, for sure. Um, Where I thought it might not have been a 
ejection was because the player actually changes levels and goes right. down on the play. Harry, I think, is trying to light him up. I don't think he's trying to go helmet to helmet and air hold the guy. I think they are moving so fast and you're changing levels that they end up going head to head a bit there. So I wasn't really offended that it was an ejection, but I thought it might have been just a tad bit harsh. Yeah. His explanation after the fact is that he's aiming for the breastplate there on the receiver. Yeah. And that by the time he dips, um, he just doesn't have a choice but to go helmet to helmet at that point. That's kind unless, of what I thought. Unless you bail, right? Yeah. Don't even make contact. Expect one of your teammates to be there, but they're expecting you to be there at the same time. It kind of turns into a mess. Yeah, I just thought it was maybe a little harsh, the ejection, but the, the penalty was obvious. I mean, you've got to yeah. call that. Even if it's accidental, even if you don't mean to, even if it's unavoidable, you just can't set the precedent that we let guys get hit like that over the middle. So, um, yeah, but overall, they win the game. Comes down to the very end. Um, the defense is still kind of a problem, but it's at least getting some experience for some of those young guys. Good to have Cam Dantzler back. Is he, is he injured again, though? We're going to touch in in the... You, tell me when you want to hit that injury okay. report. So. Well, we'll start going to the injury report, but before we do, we're going to talk a little bit about the NFL and how it is hanging on by a thread right now. Yeah. Uh, we are heading into week five, guys. We are not even in the middle of October yet, and this thing is hanging on by a fucking thread and getting worse. It is. And uh, now multiple players on multiple teams, uh, the best defensive player and the quarterback of the Patriots... Uh, Stephen Gilmore and Cam Cam Newton both have COVID. Um, the Titans, like everyone on the Titans has it. I don't even know when the Titans are going to play again. Yeah, so they're scheduled to play Tuesday of this week. That looks unlikely. Um, they have to test negative for the duration of the days remaining. Um, and with what we've seen so far, they're averaging like three to five positives a day. It's not looking good. Who are they supposed to play? Um the Chiefs. Okay, yeah, that's not happening. The they they broke the COVID rules. We saw that they were practicing last week when they weren't supposed to be. Guys, the problem here is is that <clears throat> kind of like what we're seeing in this country, right? You at home listening right now, if you think back to where we were in March, right? You were so scared that you wouldn't even go to a freaking drive-through some of you because you were so afraid of catching COVID, and rightfully so, right? Nothing has changed. It's you're worse. not you're not things any are, safer. No, things are much more. You're dangerous not any now. better. But you listening right now at home know that you have relaxed since then so much. These NFL players, right now, take that NFL lifestyle, that NFL money, everything that comes with that. If you guys honestly think that they're just chilling at home and like, hey, we're not bringing COVID back to my team, they're not. Yeah, and also um, they were told specifically that they couldn't practice and they held secret practices. Yeah. And I think you're going to see unprecedented penalties he levied against them by the NFL. I'm going to guess that they lose their first round pick and more and a ton of money. Also, I just have to correct myself. The Titans right now are scheduled to play the Bills on Tuesday. Ugh. So some of the options on the table here... Uh, not looking good. One of those options being the Titans do forfeit a football game. Guys, when we're starting to forfeit NFL football games, the integrity of the season now takes a yeah. massive blow. Yeah. And this thing just doesn't feel right. It doesn't look right. And I think that they should just have to play the game with their 16 guys and they have to sign extra guys. Yeah. So I know that the NFL knows they're in deep trouble right now. Um, there's been some talks amongst the owners of possibly making this thing a 12-game regular season. And because uh, unless you're living under a fucking rock, 
this virus is about to get worse. It's not going to get better in the wintertime, right? Uh, with influenza and all that stuff happening, things are going to get worse. The virus is going to spread more rapid. This is not a positive for having a 17-week NFL season. And at this point, I'm not sure it's even realistic. See, I think that the best hope for the NFL is that they get really funky with the schedule. And they start adding weeks to the regular season here, which they which is part of their plan, right? They knew if they got in trouble that they could add to the regular season. But I don't want teams to get way off. So I'm imagining the best case scenario here. And there's plenty of worst case scenarios. I think the best case scenario is the schedule gets really crazy. There's games most nights of the week. And they prolong the season by like three weeks. And... You might play Sunday, not play the next weekend, and then play on Wednesday. So like, are you knows? talking funky like the Patriots and Broncos playing at 4 o'clock on Monday? I love it. That's funky. I love it, though. It's so fun. It's the only way we can make it through a season like this. So watch out. It's going to get worse, guys. Um, numerous teams now getting positives regularly. Um, they decided not to do the bubble thing, which was a mistake, and now they're suffering the consequences yeah, of it. we're going to see it... Um, Come to the Big Ten. Come to college football. We're seeing it big time already in high school football right now in the yep. state of Minnesota. Um, bunch of games for tomorrow night's week one already being canceled. That's not good news, guys. So, no. yeah, enjoy sports while while we're still rolling hot right now. Um, all right. Also, uh, in the news, Vikings have some injuries this week. Who is hurt currently for the Vikings? Yeah, this list is getting pretty long right now. We have Eric Kendricks has not practiced all week. He has a foot injury. I'm going to say that he is doubtful to play on Sunday night. That is a problem. KJ, uh, KJ Osborne also has not practiced all week with a hamstring. Chris Boyd has been limited. Holton Hill with a foot did not practice today. That's bad news. So now we're down Chris Boyd and Holton Hill. Adam Thielen's shoulders banged up. He was a full participant today. That's good news. Uh, Garrett Bradbury has a knee. He's back. Mike Hughes, neck, back. Didn't see that wow. coming. Yep. Didn't see that one coming yep. at all. Mike Hughes playing on Sunday. And uh, last but not least, to round off this injury list of some notables, uh, Brian O'Neill, shoulder, full participant. Looks like he's also going on Sunday. No Kendricks would be really hard. Um, yeah. You said no Holton Hill? No Holton Hill and no Kendricks. That's tough. So, I mean, I do think it's going to be a tough week for us here. Um, but we have the Seahawks. I mean, it's it's a big game against Russ. I, I, I'm I hoping that the over-under on how many times I have to hear them say let Russ cook is um, under eight and a half times okay. during the game. But it's probably going to be over because that's what every announcer is like. Hey, and here's a graphic about let Russ cook. Uh, let Russ cook. Here's his stats. He's maybe the MVP of the league right now. Oh, here's a graphic of Russell Wilson with a chef hat stirring a pot of soup. But it's actually a pot of touchdown. You know, it's just I can't handle that stuff. And we're going to get so much of that junk here in this game. Okay, so uh, last week, guys, we asked you guys to get the Nordies podcast to that five-star review ranking list because you guys wanted to see a glass light bulb shattered on me. I don't think it happened. I think we're like too short. Okay, so we didn't make it. No. So I will over-under you guys right now, mm -hmm. okay? I need to give myself some more favoritism here Let because me look. I Let threw me look it on up. the line for you guys. Um, over-under... Right now, you guys hear the 12th man brought up during the Seahawks Vikings Sunday night broadcast. I'll give you guys a juicy. I'll give you guys a juicy. We're at 102. Line. So we did it. We did it. 
Yeah, but we didn't do it by Sunday. There's no way we did it by Sunday. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, guys. Maybe I just have to do it anyways. But <laughs> over under, okay? If it's under eight times mentioning the 12th man, I'm safe. If we hit eight or over, come on. Smash that glass over my back. Let me feel that pain. <laughs> Let me do something fucked up for you guys' entertainment. Let's see. So our last one was... I think I think they were all in. Oh bullshit! I don't see any coming. After. I would um, <laughs> okay, unless one of you guys like posted this on Facebook and made this happen. <laughs> is it all saying Sunday? There's none on Sunday. Tuesday. The last ones were Tuesday. Oh, that was this week. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, dude. This is kind of <laughs> sketch. I don't know. We'll have to figure that okay. out. Okay. We'll we'll look at it for you guys. But yeah. Um. Okay. Twelfth man. How many yeah. times? Uh, eight or over, I'll eat one. Okay, okay. Eight or over, 12th man. And that well, seems pretty fair because... That seems fair. They're yeah, going to say it a lot. They say it a lot. They're, oh, this game would be different if there was just the 12th man. Did we tell you in the last three minutes that this stadium has the record for the highest decibels ever? <clears throat> Some guy is going to raise... It's Ferris Bueller, the guy who played Ferris yeah. Bueller. He's raising the yeah. 12th man flag. Dude, I wanted to go to this game this week, minus COVID, Yeah. Um, just to test out that 12th man theory. So mm -hmm. for you listeners that don't know, we have been to a boatload of fucking NFL stadiums yeah. in our life, um, watching the Vikings play. Yeah, we have. We travel across the country to we've watch been the to, Vikings play. We've been to Jacksonville. We've been to Atlanta. We've been to Denver. We, <laughs> we've been to Denver. Then, we've been to Kansas City. We've been to Green Bay. We've been to Chicago. We've been to... St. Louis. Um, we're, we're St. Louis. We saw the Rams. Play. We were in L.A. We yeah. were in St. Louis. We were in Indianapolis. We were in like we've been all over the place. We see all these games. I want to see the twelfth man. So in do action. I. Um, I think it's fake. I think it's fake. I'll tell you guys right now um, because we do like talking about this. What is your favorite Vikings road game experience so far? Best, uh, not a great game, but the best place we've ever been, hands down, is. Uh, um kansas city okay and what has been your least favorite kansas city is the best place that i've ever been to watch a football game that is actual football mecca not green bay um and then my second favorite is actually chicago okay i actually really like soldier field a lot i thought it was awesome um my least favorite stadiums in the nfl um are probably uh washington and oh RFK terrible um, I hated uh, Jacksonville Stadium. So bad. I hated St. Louis's stadium. So bad. And I think Atlanta. Lam Lambeau is really it. Really old Atlanta bad. Stadium. Yeah, Atlanta. That bad. one sucked, and um, Lambeau sucks. Lambeau is pretty bad. I liked uh, um, uh, Denver a lot too. Yeah, Denver was fucking yeah. sweet. I'd say my two favorites so far are probably Kansas City, hands down number one. The Easy. whole experience, the food, the atmosphere. If you guys like the tailgate, which we really don't. <laughs> um, but if you guys like to tailgate, they have fucking sweet tailgating there. That crowd is loud as shit. Um, yeah, so Kansas City followed by Denver, bottom two easily. It's got to be Washington is the worst. FedEx Field is literally the biggest dump shithole place of all time. It is. Followed by Jacksonville, which if you recall was just such a strange experience. Yeah. It's really weird being in, like, non-football cities and going to these games where, like, 
we're pretty blessed here to be a Vikings fan. You can't, you, you don't go to a Vikings game, it's not sold out, and the place is rocking, right? You go to Jacksonville, it's like 50% capacity, the place is silent, their like game day stuff is fucking weird and outdated and like feels like you're in the 90s a little bit. If you guys like, um, you know, our Nordies podcast, Sportscast, which has been going on for years, we always talk about um, how well Vikings fans travel. Yeah. And they really do. I, I don't think people understand that the Vikings are like fan-wise, like one of the big teams in the NFL. Yeah, easily. Like, like uh, we went to that game in LA last year. At the soccer stadium, it was seventy. Is that where the Galaxy play? Yeah, yeah, it was seventy percent Vikings. If not say. more, dude, Maybe it more. was fucking absurd. I was just listening to Kirk Cousins um, talk about that game on the radio and how crazy that experience was. It was just a home game. It was a home game. Um, we also went to St. Louis one time, and it was only Vikings fans. Yeah. Um, we had a ton of Vikings fans with us in Washington. I mean, just everywhere you go. So I think we are pretty blessed. I think that sometimes we imagine ourselves as like poor little tiny Minnesota. Yeah. You know, we think of ourselves like we're some like small town, you know, some small state. But the metro area here is what? We always like to say it's 16th biggest metro area or whatever. And uh, when it comes to the NFL, I think we're like a, a top eight city. Yeah. I think we're like one of the big the big spots because the South all likes their college football. And the North up here, we love pro football. Yep. And so uh, Vikings travel well, and there's a lot of purple in the northern part of this country. Totally. All right, so let's move on to our uh, our game, all right? Our pigskin pick'em uh, for this week. Um, I don't even remember. What were our, our upset picks last week? So last week, um, I believe we had a, the Browns um, beating the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. That happened. That feels good. Um, you we, had the Panthers over the Cardinals, I know. I had Panthers over the Cardinals. You're Ooh. damn straight. Yeah, I definitely had the Raiders over the Bills. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I also took the Falcons over the Packers. Yeah. So, uh, Packers we, right now. Oof. Aaron Rodgers is on a fucking revenge tour right now, but fuck the Packers. Let's move on. Picks can pick them. Let's em. go. Picks can pick them. Here we right go. Right now, guys, we are in a Thursday night football game. Bucks and Bears in a tight one. Three and one, three and one. Bucks are up. Isn't this game. Bears classic territory to win a tightly contested ball game though? That's just it what is. they fucking do. It is. Uh let's hope not. Um Tampa Bay Buccaneers though looking a little stale. Game for, for two three and one teams, game is a bit bit stale. Alright, here we go, guys. Moving on to our noon games. We're gonna start with the two and two Carolina Panthers traveling to the 0 and 4 Atlanta Falcons. Falcons favored at home by two points. Ugh. They're favored by two. Two points at home. I think it's incredible that um, uh, Matt Rule, is that his name? Yep. Matt Rule, uh, former Baylor coach, is the coach at uh, in, in Carolina now. They bring in Teddy Bridgewater. They bring in Joe Brady to be their offensive coordinator from LSU. And uh, everything that they have done looks really good. Um, they have no McCaffrey. It just doesn't even matter. Mike Davis looks like McCaffrey Jr. out <laughs> there. Um, I... I'm saying all these nice things about the Panthers, but I just don't think the Falcons lose forever. They're at home. I'm going to go with the Falcons to win a close game. Yeah, I think I do like the Falcons at home in this one, but Panthers coming off two wins. Um, we love Teddy. We love... You love Teddy, yeah. Yes, I love do. Teddy. You yeah, don't you do. love Teddy? No, I don't. Okay. All right, here we go. We have the 2-2 two and two stumbling Las Vegas Raiders okay. traveling to the stumbling... 4-0 Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs favored at home in this one by 12 points. Not sure I fucking love that line. That line's tough. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Chiefs with 12.5 points still. Oof. I like the Chiefs to win this game something like 
34 to 13. Okay, Chiefs offense right now. Uh, didn't really see that thing click until late in that Patriots game. Uh, man, this one's this one's hard, but I'm gonna take the Raiders because I think the Raiders losing this one by seven. Moving on, we have a Cardinals team that's starting to trip and fall, traveling to the worst team in the NFL, the New York Jets. Arizona favored on the road in this one by seven points. Who do you like? I hate the Jets. I don't. I believe no Sam Darnold this week either. Oh, I, I think this is an easy win for the Cardinals. I, I think, um, yeah, I, I, I think the Jets are just atrocious, and the fact that Adam Gase is still there is just yeah. Adam Gase plus no Sam Darnold. I'll take the Cardinals on this one to cover that seven point spread. We have the 1-2-1 one, one, Philadelphia Eagles traveling to the 3-0 Pittsburgh Steelers coming off that full bye week. Pittsburgh favored at home in this one by 7 points. Pittsburgh is the much better team. Pittsburgh gets this job done. I think the Eagles are awful. Yeah, tighter ball game than I'd like to see. Pittsburgh in this one, eh, they don't cover, guys. Eagles lose, but Pittsburgh can't cover that 7-point spread. All right, here we go. We got we're moving on to the three and one Los Angeles Rams traveling to the one and three Washington football team. We got a quarterback change in Washington. Rams favored on the road in this one by seven points. Love the Rams in this game. Kyle Allen is bad, especially coming in here. There's no good thing that happens when your second year first round quarterback gets benched for a journeyman. I think this is an easy win for. The Rams. I think the Rams are good. I love me some Rams. I love throwing money on the Rams. I'm taking the Rams with that seven-point spread, even on the road. Give me some Rams and give me some money. A lot, a lot of big, big uh, spreads. Big here. spreads this week. We're about to get bigger. Okay. Here we go. We have the one, two, and one Cincinnati Bengals traveling to the three and one Baltimore Ravens. Can Lamar Jackson bounce back? Let's see. Baltimore favored on the road in this one by 12 points. What do you like? Uh, man, I don't know. Something doesn't feel right in Baltimore. Something's like, off. Like, like I, I don't think that they're bad by any means. I still think they're, like, one of the better teams. But, like, something doesn't feel right with that team. I'm going to go with uh, uh, Joey Covers uh, to, to cover the spread on this one. I, I'm a believer in Joe Burrow. I'm going Lamar at home. They're covering that 12-point spread and whooping some ass on Burrow. Burrow picks up over 300 yards passing. Take that bet because he's in garbage time, throwing to open receivers. Ravens do cover that 12-point spread at home. Moving on back, we're still in our noon games. We have the 1-3 Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to... How do to we have all these weird times that games are happening and we still have 12 noon yeah, games? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Moving on here, we have the 1-3 Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to the Bill O'Brien-less Texans. Houston Texans. Houston favored at home in this one by 5.5. Okay, here's the trick. If you ever are um, a team that hates your coach and you get a, a pretty easy game in your next one, you're winning that one every time. Yeah, I every think time. Houston blows them out. Yeah, and then you, people are like, fuck Bill O'Brien. Yeah, and the players are too. Yeah. I so, think that Houston is, I, I'm taking Houston by 100 because they hate Bill O'Brien so much. They want to show this guy up. They are going to kick the crap out of the Jags. Yeah, I was kind of leaning towards that value bet with Jacksonville. After you made that super valid point, I'm throwing my money on Houston. Moving on, we have the 1-3 and three 
Miami Dolphins traveling to the 2-2 two two San Francisco 49ers. 49ers favored at home in this one by 9 points. We still don't have any upsets yet. Do we have uh, Jimmy G in this game? Uh, Jimmy G in this game, I don't know for sure on that. I'm going to guess no, and Jimmy G would make me feel better. He's questionable about so this game. We'll say no. Um, I'm going with the Dolphins. I don't like the Niners. This is an upset pick or a cover? Um, I am going to go with an upset pick. I don't like the Niners. Where's the game at? It's in San Francisco. Uh, you know how you feel about traveling cross-country before traveling you do this. Traveling cross-country sucks. I am still going with the Dolphins. All right. I hate this Niners team. You guys they did. You guys heard it here you first. You heard it here first. They got no pass rush anymore. Um, they Every guy on the team is hurt or questionable. I don't buy it with their receivers. Um, he's smoking mirrors. He lost to a bad Eagles team last week. Short week for them. I'm going with the Dolphins. Next up, our 325 game. We have the 3-1 and Indianapolis Colts traveling to the 3-1 and Cleveland Browns. This spread is even. I right now have a man crush. I dropped my love for the Cardinals. I'm now bringing it to the Cleveland Browns in that rushing attack. Three and one, three and one. They're at at Cleveland. Yep. They lose Nick Chubb, which really sucks. Yep. Um, their offensive line is absolutely manhandling everyone right now. Um, I oh, I hate this game. All right, this game is the only thing I can think of is how bad Philip Rivers looks to me, and so I'm gonna go with the Browns. Yeah, Philip taking- Rivers is bad. Yeah, I'm taking the Browns here um, with that rushing attack, even with Kareem Hunt. Um, Odell Beckham splashing last week in Dallas with those three touchdowns. Browns are starting to click. Big ups to our homeboy, Kevin Stefanski. Kind of wish we would have kept him around. Kind of wish Kevin Stefanski was our coach. Uh, That offense is looking pretty explosive right now. They throw the ball. They run the ball. It's funny because their offense looks explosive and Baker Mayfield's bad. Yeah, I fucking hate the Colts. I think Phil Rivers stinks. I'm taking the Browns at home in this one. Spread is even. Moving on, we have our last 325 game. This is weird, guys. Uh, I just hate the fact that these games are so spread out. I want more 3 o'clock games. How many are there? There's three of them, and they're all trash. All right, guys, here we go. Last 325 game, the 0-4 New York Giants. Fucking hate them so much. Mm -hmm. Traveling to the desperate 1-3 Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys favored at home in this one by 8.5. I like Dallas in this game by 18 and a half. Yeah. The Giants have no one. Name, let's play a game quick. Name as many Giants players as you can. Ready? Go. Um, Slayton. Evan Ingram. Um, uh, uh, Freeman. Shepard. Um, uh, Danny Dimes. Dan- Daniel Jones. <laughs> I think we're done. <laughs> there is no guys on this team. Yeah. They are the most... I know they have Barkley, but when Barkley goes down and then they literally have no other players, Golden Tate, I think, plays on that team. Yep. It's just washed up guys and like six-round draft picks. I hate the Giants. The The Cowboys are not great, but they're not this bad. They're not 1-3 bad. They kill them in this game. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Dak throws for 500 yards. He's been on fire right now. They got that three-headed monster of theirs in that receiving core. Um, Cowboys easily cover eight and a half at home in this one and get back on track. Moving on to Monday night football. Also kind of Monday afternoon football. We start with the one and three Denver Broncos traveling to the two and two New England Patriots. We think this game is going to happen. It's not for sure. Blah. Rippin versus who? Uh, most likely Hoyer. 
Hoyer versus Rippin? This game sucks. That's why I, they put this game at fucking four. They should have put this game at noon. No one should watch this game. This is going to set football back. I'm going with the Patriots in this game, obviously. But what a trash matchup this is. I'm going with my upset pick of the week. I, th- I think there's some value here. What's the line? The line right now is... There's no line. They there's no line. line. I'm picking the Patriots because <laughs> the Broncos are done. Yeah, this game fucking sucks. Uh, I'm taking the Broncos in my upset pick of the week because Brian Hoyer, uh, yeah, just can't throw my money on him. This game sucks. Moving on, we have our Monday night football game. 7-15 start time. We have the 1-3, uh, excuse me, Los Angeles Chargers traveling to the 2-2 two two New Orleans Saints. Saints favored at, the, uh, at home on this one by 7.5. Oh, love the Chargers with the 7.5 points. Saints win this game, sadly, but the Chargers cover. Yeah, fun game. Uh, just, like, Justin, like Herbert. Herbert. Justin Herbert looks really fucking good. I like Justin Herbert quite a bit. Yep. Um, I think it's a better game um, than we think. Chargers are a little beat up and can't stay healthy right now. Hopefully, Austin Eckler can play with that hamstring injury. Uh, he's actually out, so does that change anything for you? Bosa, no. Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Trey Turner... That's sickening. That's but, sickening. But I don't believe in uh, Noodle Arm uh, Manning or Breeze. Drew Breeze. Yeah, same player. Same player. Um, Noodle Arm Breeze. Don't buy it one bit. I'm going to go close game. Saints win. Yeah, I'm going to take the Saints to win. Justin Herbert getting it done, though, in order to cover. I'm throwing my money on the Chargers in that game. Here we go. Are you ready for some football on Tuesday night at 6 p.m.? <laughs> I am. Uh, this game's not happening. It's not happening. This game is not happening. There's no chance in hell this game happens. Like, half of the Titans organization has COVID right now. The other half is just probably asymptomatic. This thing is not happening. And also the fact, how about that the Titans played the Vikings, possibly knowing that guys might have had COVID? They did. And then they just played, and then somehow no Vikings got COVID? Yeah. How many guys have had COVID this year and the team helped them cover it up? A lot. I bet a lot. A lot. I think that this season is hanging by a thread. This game's not happening. If it does happen, I don't. there's probably no line. I'm going to Yeah, you, you throw your money on the Bills. That leads us to our final game of the week. We're going to Sunday night football. It's the 1-3 Minnesota Vikings traveling to the Seattle Seahawks because we always play at Seattle every, every year. Every year. Every year. Seahawks favored at home in this one by seven points. That's some disrespect. Okay, so we got uh, the 12th man. We got Les Ru- let Russ cook all day, every day. Seahawks um, defense, absolute doo-doo. Terrible defense. Um, so let's think about this real quickly. Um, we have probably no Holton Hill. Nope. We have uh, probably no Eric Hendricks. No Kendricks. We got no uh, uh, Anthony Barr. No Anthony Barr. We have no Daniel Hunter. Daniel Hunter's gone. We have no Michael Pierce. Michael Pierce is at home chilling. That defense is horrible. That defense is Swiss cheesed up. <laughs> it has been with some of those guys. Yeah, for a man that just can't stop cooking. Yeah. That's my boy Russell Wilson. <laughs> he can't stop cooking. He's having the best four-game stretch of his career so far. Russie's gonna throw for a bajillion yards. He is. I can just see. Who, who I can see, dude. You. I can see DK Metcalf just uh, running a fucking go route and burning Holton Hill or Jeff Gladney. I see. DK I see Met- it in my head. I see right now that Russ scrambles around so long with no pressure that DK Metcalf 
takes <laughs> takes Tiny Dantzler, yeah, picks him up in his arms like a little baby, breaks him over his knee, yeah, before catching a pass and stiff arming the whole team to the yeah. ground before scoring a touchdown. Yeah. I have no faith in this defense in this. Now, I do think that Kirk is going to get his chef hat on. Yeah. He's going to do a little cooking himself. Okay. Because Seattle's run defense, legit. Pass defense, the worst in the NFL. Well, that's why we're going to we're gonna have uh, uh, Delvin Cook is going to be just Kirk's sous chef. Yeah, that's week. why you keep the defense honest and run the football. <laughs> open up that play action pass, huh? He's, he's going to be our sous chef just picking up after Cook Kirk. Okay. <laughs> And I do think that we are going to throw the ball all over this team. Jefferson and Thielen are going to have monster fantasy days. This game is going to be tons of fun, but it's never going to feel like a game that we're going to win. I like Seattle to win this game, 37-27. to 27. Ooh, this is a complete shootout. I actually do like Seattle to win this game because I've seen this game happen a million times before. I'm not an insane human being. I'm throwing my money on Seattle Seahawks. It's a tighter game than we'd like to believe, though, because both defenses stink. I'm taking Seattle on this one. I'll take Seattle 31, Minnesota 30. This is after Dan Bailey has already missed two field goals in the game. DK Metcalf does scorch us. Kirk puts up decent numbers. Delvin rushes for under 100 yards. And our boy Justin Jefferson does find the end zone. This also reeks of a Kyle Rudolph touchdown game. I know you guys can see it at home listening right now. Vikings go down on this one. 31 to 30, and we will head to 1 and 4. 1 and 4. All right, guys. That is it. Um, the one thing that would be good about going 1 and 4, the only good thing is we would finally be able to tank for 1, 2, 3. Trevor! Justin. Fuck. <laughs> we'll get it one of these Wait, days. Wait, actually, I'm on the Trey Lance bandwagon right now. Trey Lance? Yeah, I'm with it. You can start with your Trey on that. Okay. I still want Justin, but... Um, yeah, guys, that's all the time we have. Go back, check out our other episodes on Nordy's podcast this week. And if Some... you still haven't ranked the Nordy's podcast yet, what are you doing right now? Yeah, Go what, rank them, please. What are you doing? Our it's... boy Jimmy Channels needs you. Yeah, we need to get on Rotten Tomatoes, so please make that happen for us. Um, but also, uh, send us uh, your setup this week of how you're watching the Vikings. If you got a cool setup, send us a picture. We'd love to see it at Nordy's podcast. You can follow us on Instagram. Facebook, don't really follow us on Facebook. No one likes Facebook. Uh, Instagram and Twitter, send us what your setup looks like. And uh, Skull Vikings, Skull Vikings.